beer rap and banner. Yes, it is. Episode is 57, myself English. Myself Cal. It is most definitely your boys. I'm trying to think of a one too, man. It is most definitely your boys. Most definitely. Jonathan, Jonathan Ross and uh, Graham Norton. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> and we are recording live. <clears throat> this is, uh, we've got a big up, Elena. We're at Riverside Coffee Lounge, Unit 3, yep. Leslie Hitchcock House. Yep. 21 Minter Road, Barking, IG 11 OTH, 0TH. So big up the Riverside Coffee Lounge because this is where we come to do our football podcast. Mm -hmm. Yep, so if you haven't heard yet, the Play On podcast is one that we record. It's purely about football. So uh, if you're a local person and you want to get involved, then feel free to come down and get involved in the uh, in the football discussion. Hit us up on the socials at Beer at Bants, um, on all the social media beerrapandbanner at gmail.com play on podcast play on at gmail.com and podcast play on, on at the socials too and we've got a couple uh, people in the background taking photos so yeah man we got Cal for organising that how you been Cal? I am very good man how are you? I'm very well I'm very well I know I saw you recently uh, we went to Daryl Blake's viewing of the Dole Test well, that was dope man that Shout was really out positive yeah. yeah it was it was really nice seeing a group of black leaders in the community come together and have a really positive display because, you know, they showed the movie and it was so good they had to show it again. I showed the movie again and then we had like a Q&A afterwards where people got a chance to talk to uh, some of these leaders uh, in the Black History Studies group and um, there was a professor there as well. Yeah, um, Les Henry. Who was uh, selling some of his books. And it was just like, it was a whole lot of really interesting and important information. Um, it was nice to see the interaction from younger people in the crowd asking questions and then to see the elders in the community answering those questions. And it just felt like to me, like seeing people in the black community come together there in North London, uh, having a positive discussion. And it was just beautiful to see. And I, I would love to see more of that. And I'd love to get involved in more of that as well. Yeah. So um, if you haven't already w watched or listened to our podcast episode with Daryl Blake make sure you check it out on all the social media sites and uh, yeah the dole test was interesting and I even had a conversation with my mum like the next day I went and spoke to her about it and she was like oh she would have liked to have gone or she's fascinated by it and I was talking to her about some of the questions that arose from it and about dating interracial dating about the the, the, the dole investigate uh, experiment itself and oh yeah yeah no it was, it was deep man it was it was it was good to and then open up the conversation with people so Big up Daryl Blake and everyone involved. Yeah, man, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts on that? Being someone that is in an interracial relationship, what are your thoughts on interracial dating? Yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. I've been, well, it's done, I've done all right so far by it. No, listen, I think date who you want to date, love who you want to love, have sex with who you want to have sex with, as long as you're safe and everyone's consenting and everyone knows what, is you know, you lay everything on the cards. Don't lie to people, but do what you want to do in it, and do who wh whoever you want to do. Uh, no one should care. I mean, it's interesting getting some people's perspective, saying they only want their sons to date within their race or whatever. And I understand that, but or their daughters to date within their race. But you can't stop people at the end of the day loving who they want to love and being with whoever they want to be with. And listen, everyone love everyone and respect each other, and it's all good, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I thought that was a. Uh, a very interesting point that someone brought up there. That was the first question by a young guy, and it was uh, took him a while to artic to get his question out, articulate himself. But he got it, he executed it in the end, and it opened up. It was one of the most interesting discussions I felt. I mean, he went straight in with the deep question. You know, it wasn't anything like like, oh, how did you get into this? Or you know, it, he really went straight in with an important question. And I think there may be a lot of our listeners listening in that are interested in people from other races or are in an interracial relationship. And, you know, that kind of thing will help a lot of people, I think. I mean, me personally, I, I was one of those kind of people that were very interested in self-preservation of the culture. You know, if you, if you just think of it on a simple um, point, very simply, if everybody mixes up, then all of our cultures are going to disappear. You know, if every Chinese person mixes up, 
there's going to be no more Chinese people. If every African person mixes up, there's going to be no more African people. If every European person mixes up, there's not going to be any more European. We're just going to all be like the Simpsons. We're going to look like yellow. <laughs> so I can see why some people are, you know, but they're, very, they're very traditionalist, yeah, aren't they? And they want to preserve their culture. And I understand that and I get that. Don't and you I used think to it's feel down like to that. people to, to preserve it? It's not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that culture has to die well, or become diluted. This is the thing, because the culture is... The, the 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 culture is the people and the people are the culture. So if, for example, if us Londoners start mixing up with all different kinds of people from all around the world, maybe little things that we do in London won't be the same anymore. Maybe instead of wearing a poppy and, and celebrating D-Day all the time or, co or commemorating and celebrating might not be the best word, um, maybe what we'll be doing is we'll be doing some new cultural practices that we've picked up from our other half from the other side of the world. Mm. Maybe we won't even live in London anymore. Maybe we'll go and move somewhere else. Do you see what I mean? So it kind of... It, it, yeah, it, I hear what you mean. It almost I mean. tears communities apart and stuff like that if too many people mix up. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I agree with you that people should love whoever they want to love, be with whoever they want to be with. Church. And everyone should be chill. But at the same time, I can understand. I can just see the other side. Because I used to come from that, from that perspective as well. I just hope that people won't harbour ill feelings yeah. towards the other side, you know? And, you, and, you and everyone can it. see each other's point of view yeah. and just maybe be like, all right, I, I don't agree with you, but cool. You do your thing, I'll do my thing. Yeah, I think there's a... I mean, I've never experienced it, but you you hear it online or... You know, you hear it secondhand of, like, a bitterness sometimes between it, like, oh, they're stealing our men or they're stealing our women or why are they going for that type of person? But I think the people complaining are the ones that need to take a look at themselves and sort their own shit out. And, Woo. you know, self-love is the best love. And once you get that sorted, mm. people will love you and gravitate towards you. So get your house in order before you... Uh, there's got to be some sort of old proverb or something like that to do with get your house sorted before you comment on other people's or... Okay, something like those with glass houses, houses shouldn't, shouldn't throw, throw stones. stones. Yeah, but um, no, it was interesting. So yeah, I just wanted to reflect on that. So uh, big shout out to Daryl Blake and everyone doing that. Um, how was your week? I know you went to the England game. I know we're doing the uh, Beer Up and Banter podcast, but you went to that uh, the football game. I did, yes. You have a good week? It was absolutely amazing, bro. I've got to admit, um, I was so gassed. Last time I went to Wembley was for the cup final, the uh, league cup final when Arsenal played Man City a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. We got absolutely brushed in that game. So um, it was a bit bittersweet. But at the same time, that was the first time I've ever been to a cup final live in the flesh. So it was amazing. Um, we went to the charity shield. That's not really the same though, is it? Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to see England play at Wembley, I don't think I've ever actually gone to see England play at Wembley. I've been to Wembley, but not to go and watch England play. Like, I've been to see England play in friendlies, but this was a competitive match. What a game. So there were so well. many different, there were yeah. so many new experiences I had. It was also Tammy Abraham's debut uh, goal that he scored. Uh, Harry Kane scored a hat-trick. It, it was the England's 1,000th international so, you know, th it was something of history there, you know. Maybe maybe I won't be alive when the 2000th International comes around, you know. Yeah, did you uh, did you boo uh, Gomez when he came on the pitch? I didn't boo. Did you hear the boos? Yeah. yeah. Did you? So we, I had seats like right on the halfway line. Shout out to Mr. Flex, he hooked me up with a ticket. Yeah, shout out, Flex. And we were sitting right on the halfway line, great seats. Um, we uh, I'm not going to lie, we weren't like all up uh, behind the technical area. No, we no, were way no. up in the bleachers. But the good thing about Wembley is... There are no bad seats in the house. You get a great view of the pitch no matter where you are in the stadium. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, it was it was a good experience, man. We won 7-0. Absolutely brushed Montenegro. You can hear our gas diam right now. I can't, you better change the subject because I could all talk right. about this all night. Well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep it moving. Talki <laughs> talking about being booed. Mm. Uh, obviously, uh, Joe Gomez was booed. Drake was booed recently okay. at Tyler the Creator concert. Okay. Uh, festival that he put on. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, he was the special guest. He was like a hidden guest, you know, question marks on him. It's almost like a Raw Rumble or the old Survivor Series where they had like the, the team and they had the question marks around it and we didn't know who was coming out. Mm. The lineup looked amazing from what I've heard, but then I think people were expecting uh, Frank Ocean. And to their disappointment, the boy Drizzy came out, performed one song or two songs and was, it was like booed, got booed. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. So he was like, and I think he, he, he did it really professionally. He was speaking to the audience. He was like, look, do you want me to carry on? Do you want to mess with me? You know, I'll fuck with you. What's good? Should we keep it going? And they were like, boo. <laughs> That's the end of that. And you're booing the biggest artists in the world. Bruv, that makes no sense because Dave and Drake are boys. You didn't tell it was Dave's Not concert, Not Dave, no, right? no, Tyler the Creator. Excuse me, Tyler's concert. Yeah. Ooh, see, Tyler's got those odd future fans, those kind of different kind of, you know, some of them don't even like hip hop, but they like Tyler. It's, it's, it's a bit... Do you think they were booing to be ironic? Do you think they were booing just for, like, banter? I think his crowd might not necessarily mesh with a Drake crowd. I think that's what it is. Because mm. his crowd is quite, like, alternative, you know, kind of like anti-establishment alternative, almost like a punk rock kind of crowd. Yeah, skateboarders like, um, and, you know. Odd, what's the odd future? Yeah, well, it's odd, isn't it? Odd future. Yeah, it's like yeah. skateboarders. So, so, that, so, and Drake kind of represents things that they don't agree with. <laughs> Everything opposite. Like, the, <laughs> the guy's like the biggest selling artist in the world, the number one artist in the world. Um, so that was interesting, but I think he handled it, he handled it in a smooth way, professional, and he just kept it moving. Mm. Um, I just wanted, like, have you ever been booed, like, in your old days of, like, performing or... Have you ever been booed? I've been booed once. I mean, I, I haven't been a stand-up comedian. No, but so, like, like uh, rapping or... I haven't bombed like in front of a crowd or nothing like that. <laughs> um, the only time I've probably been booed is in like a battle rap. That's what I was going to say, because that's when I got booed. Yeah. But I'll, I'll speak about mine in a sec. But yeah, you got um, booed or... But I don't have any strong memories of it. Like I used to do a lot of battling at the old bar. Um, back in the days when Professor Green was battling. And um, it, like, yeah, it was more like you would get, a, you would get dissed. And then the crowd would be laughing at Ooh, the diss yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> you feel but you feel about this big. You feel like <laughs> I'd never bombed or choked. I've never choked. So I, I, yeah, I've, I've never, never choked. faced like a crowd really sort of turning on me in that way. Um, I don't. I don't know. What's your experience? I had that? a. The only time I was booed was when we went to Liverpool to end at some battling competition, and I think I went with Sunny Jim and Cosine and a few Birmingham heads, and I was living up in Stoke, I think, or Manchester. I was living somewhere up north, and we entered this this competition and we were just we were just battling up against local people but obviously you're up against a local MC and all the local heads in there so as soon as you're like rapping is boo boo like you're just getting slaughtered and then luckily where I was freestyling because when you when I used to battle use the freestyle freestyle like proper just whatever you're wearing or whatever's the hot topic of the day mm. you had to switch it around and thank god that I managed to like turn it around and I think I made some comparison to his shirt to like he's like saying he's, he was wearing his grandma's uh dining table cloth or like curtains or something like I've done something about his clothes or his fake Burberry shirt or something and there the, the crowd went from booze to cheers and it was like okay hit. so I turned it around mad quick so you went from the local villain to the local hero yeah hey I like what you done there <laughs> So that's the only time. And but, uh, but you was out of town in Liverpool yeah. and you were battling a local Liverpool lad. Yeah. I don't think that, I think that's a big deal, bro. I don't think that kind and of thing all happens. Freestyle. You can't go to, you can't go to Liverpool. Uh, and another one I've had, <laughs> another one I've done, which is on YouTube, which is really embarrassing, where Jump Off used to happen on the streets. And yeah. I battled some guy called What's His Face outside Nighttown. And as I'm battling him, I'm like freestyling and I've gone, I've, I've, I've like gone to battling and I've said something and I've gone, yeah, your trainers are like, and I've paid him a compliment about his trainers instead of dissing him. Because I was just freestyling, I wasn't thinking properly. So I've gone, your trainers are kind of decent. And everyone's going, oh, that's whack, that's terrible, boo. Oh. And I was like, oh. So, but it's in the old days when I just used to freestyle, you know. But to be booed, it's good to be booed. I think freestyle it's good to experience. It's, it's, it's good to experience some sort of like, not... Not uh, crickets or like negative energy, but like if you, if you experience something like that, it, it makes you stronger or it you can turn it around. Okay, builds character maybe. Yeah, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. Um, I, yeah, maybe I was just thinking about uh, sort of a uh, freestyle battling and the art of it. I think these days it's evolved a lot, and you know the battle rapping has evolved a lot. You know when you're entering a battle rap tournament these days. There's money on the line, man. People can make big dough. There's a whole career ahead of you. People are recording everything. People have got phones, even if it's not being filmed and to go out on YouTube or on an official channel somewhere. Yeah, you so can't. You, you can't afford to really just go in there happy-go-lucky. I'm just going to make stuff up off the top of my no, head no way, and just no see way, how no it way, goes. No way. You have to plan your battles. 100%. Man. So I, I think the best battlers are ones that they 
they write their verse and they leave a little section in there to add a freestyle element to it. So there's like a written verse with an element of freestyle, you know, and uh, I think Disaster does that and some of the other best battlers out there do that really well. And it always it always kills the crowd. Like if you can come with a crazy kind of scheme, which is like really intelligently written, and then all of a sudden you just drop into a bit where you're talking about the guy's clothes or, you know, or something he said about Do you in the previous round. Or something, yeah, yeah and, and it comes at a time where it's not like it's the first thing you say. It comes like after you've been rapping and rapping and rapping. Now, you see, know? I like, I like the freestyle at the beginning of your verse then. Okay. Because then it's, you know it's a freestyle, the first four bars or six bars, yeah. and you take what they've said or what's happened there, and then you go into your scheme. Um, this is a perfect opportunity just to say big up Tony D, because yep. we had him on the Play On podcast. If you like battle rap and just rapping, check out one of the country's best rappers. I think you both agree. Definitely. And then battle rappers. And he was on our Play On podcast where he talks about football. He's a Tottenham fan, which is unfortunate, but we, we love him nonetheless. Big up, respect all the don't flop and all the battlers. But yeah, so it's an interesting one getting booed, uh, Drizzy getting booed. Um, you were talking about um, Dave, because you thought it was Dave's concert, but he did a Tiny Desk performance. I don't know if you saw that. So you, have you seen the Tiny Desk things? I, I love the Tiny Desk concerts, but tell us about this uh, this Dave Tiny desk performance. Um, I just saw a clip of it. Well, is this him playing? The, I think it's him playing the piano. You know, he can play the piano, right? Yeah. And he can he can do it all. So I know. I just wanted to highlight. There's nothing he can't do. Apparently, he's an actor and everything now. Yeah. Well, I mean, check it out if you haven't already checked it out. I mean, I'm only gonna say he's performing stuff off his album, but it's it's amazing. Um, and he's amazing. And then also because he was on T, uh, he's on Tiny Desk and Top Boy. Check the segues. I'm just coming with nothing but through balls today. Kano was on Jules Holland. You see, that baffled me because I don't know how Kano and Jules Holland linked up with Dave and the Tiny Desk concert. What was, all right, here we go. What was Dave in? What TV program was Dave in that you love? Top Boy. What was Kano in that you love? Top Boy. What are you? Top Boy. What am I? Top Boy. I thought he was going to palm me there. I, I could have. <laughs> you definitely oh, left you it wide like open. Top Dickhead or something. <laughs> top Girl. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, top boy. If I was, was a girl, uh, I'd be a top girl, but. You reckon? Nah, well. Nah, you'd be a slaggle. Oh. Grease. <laughs> slaggle rock. <laughs> <laughs> but Grime is alive. Grime isn't going anywhere. Kano yeah. on national TV performed uh, SYM. Oh, he, he performed Ye Suck Your Mother and Die. <laughs> <laughs> on Jules Hot oh, and he had man. the he had this the background singer singing it and people had it on the subtitles as well and just to emphasize <laughs> the fact big up Jules Holland man because he had slow tie mm. performing a week before he had Lady Leisha hosting um he's had Skeptron in the past and I mean Jules is like the phenomenal pianist and musician and just a real talent but to have to keep flying the flag for UK music he's a great Brit He's undoubtedly, undoubtedly a top boy in music and in entertainment and in television. It's Jules, man. It's Jules. Um, I'm still playing that Kano album and I'm going to go back on my words. I think I like it more than Made in the Manor. Oof. I mean, me personally, I'm not still playing that Kano album. You love Made in the Manor. I've, I think I've that's one of your I've top albums. On, I've moved on to a lot of other music at the moment. But uh, I, can, I can see why you like it so much. That SYM is a very big tune. Yeah, that's yeah, that's possibly the standout. Well, no, there's a few standout records. That's not fair. But I think because it ends strong. Whenever you end a project strong, mm. it always leaves a, a good lasting impression on the listener. It's like a boxer that ends a round strong mm. to persuade the judges that you've won the round if you end if you start if you listen to every good album they'll have a solid intro like the, the opening verse or the first record first track on an album intro will make you sit up and set this the scene set this the, the you know set everything up for the rest of the album and then you'll end with a solid track and that will then either make you play it again or remember it and that's probably what he's done so well done to kano it's worked well done to ka man ka um, do i play you know um, I, I, what I, one tune I really liked on Kano's album was the one with Getz and D Double on it, and yes. talking about D Double E. Who? Who? I he's gone do and done like a madness recently, hasn't he? With that IKEA advert that he featured best, in. Best, what we saying? 
best Christmas advert ever. Bruv, have you ever seen anything like that in your life? I'm just trying to think. First of all, I didn't even know what it was. Mm. So I sh- thought it was a joke the first time I saw it. Yeah, I thought someone maybe put it together mm. or it was promo for his his new record, his new tune. And then big up to Ikea or whoever's behind that marketing department for reaching out to him. Because he's a left field choice. I know he's like the MC's MC. He's like everyone's favourite MC. He's, he's like a st- rapper's rapper. He's a stage show Don. He's like, you know, ever since Nasty Crew or... Uh, stuff with Newham Generals and even, you know, stuff with Dirty Stank. So everyone, you know, everyone loves Double or whatever. Um, it's it's impressive, man. What's your thoughts on the advert? Bro, I thought it was really well put together. Like, you know, you've got all of these little animations. Um, you've got the... You, I, I quite like the acting because what Doubles is doing is he's telling a story about basically... That feeling of of house shame, like if somebody comes around to your house, if you're quite house proud, and you know, if you start to notice there's things wrong with your house when you're entertaining, then you can start to feel a bit of shame. And so what IKEA have done is they've tried to use that feeling to sell, right? So they're using that feeling of people feeling house shame to sell IKEA products and make people want to improve their home. And they've got D Double to write a rap about it. And I like the way they have little things in the in the house actually animating and rapping doubles lyrics. Um, like and Toy Story or something like yeah, the toys come to life. Yeah, it's like Toy Story where these inanimate ob- objects sort of come to life and start rapping and then you've got the inhabitants of the house sort of uh, reacting to the things that they say. So the actors were kind of like putting their heads down, bowing their heads in shame, like, you know, when they were saying stuff very, like... Very, 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 very unacceptable. <laughs> His ad-libs are the best, though. Mm. Them ad-libs are phenomenal. So um, it's working, though. People are saying, like, they're trying to get it to number one. I mean, you know what, bruv? What, the one thing I really liked about it, I mean, it was a good rap. It was a good tune. The, the beat was hard. hard. Oh, it was like proper official grime music. It wasn't watered down or nothing. Mm-hmm. It just probably wasn't any cursing in it. But you don't need to curse no, in order to make to a curse. hard record, do you? So it was authentic uh, grime music. It was a, an official grime legend. It was, you know, the most commercial project somebody could possibly work on, like IKEA. It's going around the nation... And I think it's taken rap music in the UK to a whole new level because it's opening the doors to corporate rap. We've seen it in America. We've seen how corporations can uh, collaborate with people like Dr. Dre with the Beats by Dre headphones. They've collaborated with, uh, Microsoft collaborated with Common for a series of adverts. And now someone like D-double-E can collaborate with IKEA. So I'd like to think there's now going to be a whole range of other corporations looking for UK rappers to collaborate with. It's it's a great time to be a rapper in the UK. I think Kano did something with BMW a couple of years ago. Okay. Just just talking, not even even rapping, just just being like the, the face of it. So there's... There's uh there's people involved. There's opportunities involved. Uh, the record's called Silence the Critics. Um, make sure you check it out. Stream it. Buy it. Do whatever you got to do. Um, what I like about Double is that he's gone from the MC in the rave that would get the reloads and the sing along bars, and he had the technical ability for radio. And he's made he's made that transition to songs then. Because a lot of people, I didn't really think that, you know, sometimes think, oh, can he make a good record? He's obviously made good records recently, like the last five years ago, but the Street Fighter record, mm. that was like a, I wouldn't say gimmick, but it had a theme to it that, that was gone clear. And now he's got this, the, I don't want to call it the Ikea, the Ikea rhythm, but the Ikea record, you know, the song is the synonymous. It kind it. of is though, isn't it? The Ikea rhythm. Yeah, well, it's big, man. I mean, Ikea is a global brand. Mm. Um, And you've got DW's. He's a global brand himself. It's he a is. collaboration. It's it big. It is D-double times Ikea. That's what it is. Yeah, it's wicked though. <laughs> and he goes, uh, who who's dirty? That's you, you. <laughs> um, have you seen the JD Sports advert? I know we just we didn't have it in our notes, but there's a JD Sports advert. Sorry to throw the curveball, but yeah, go on. It's got uh, Bugsy Malone, Steph London. Um, I don't want to say H, but it's got a lot of the UK acts in this JD Sports. It's got Jesse Lingard in it for some reason. For some reason, doing some dead dance. Totally random. He's not even playing for United. Man can right dance now. on the bench. <laughs> man, man can't come to the Emirates no more and do the moonwalk. I do get scared <laughs> when he plays it. I do get scared when he played at Emirates because when he scores, he does he does take the piss. But that's what you got to give love about football. But uh, the JD Sports advert, they're going in hard. It's not as good as the IKEA advert, but it's 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 good to see UK acts front line and center on TV. 
So then the kids who are watching it are aspiring to this and it's becoming mm. a bit more uh, easily obtainable and you can relate to it. And that doesn't mean MCs or rappers. Not everyone can be a rapper. Not everyone can be an MC. Not everyone can be a singer. But you might be a um, a director. You might do the uh, the script. You might do lighting. You might do the graphic design or coding. So it's giving so many opportunities for people, I think, just subconsciously. You know what? I didn't think about that, but I think you're 100% right, bro. Because there's a whole grime generation, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. A whole generation of youngsters that have grown up listening to people like D-Double. D-Double's one of their heroes. He's one of their idols. If they see him being able to do corporate legal stuff mm. like that, they're going to be looking at it and thinking, wow, maybe I can get involved in that world too. Mate, well, it's, it's obviously got to be a grime fan that's patterned it. Well, yeah, maybe the... Maybe the um, like you said, the marketing person at IKEA has been knocking some of uh, D Double's mixtapes for years. Maybe they picked up his debut album, <laughs> which he finally dropped, and they thought, "Yeah." Do you imagine what? going into the uh, into the boards, going to the the director of IKEA? Don't think that you're bad boy because you got a beard. <laughs> 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 Bullets will make your face look weird. Wow, it's it's a moment, bro, bro. Like, Bruh, if you want to see the power of D Double, if you're not if you're not familiar with who we're talking about which a lot of you should be because obviously you listen to us, but just type in like D-double-E or type in D-double-E boiler room set and there's a highlight of his boiler room set for a Lord of the Mics. And if you want to see the power of this man on the mic and just what he does, bruv, he's like... Reload king. He might not even be like the most technical guy like Getz or, I don't know, a Kano or his director's a Skepta, but he's this... Don't need to be, man. It's like I always say about rap music. You don't need a technical flow to be a good rapper. You can just do a Snoop Dogg, slow flow, and you can still kill tracks. That's One, it. two, three to the flow. Ben English and Cal Siriacha Dope. Jeez. Um, <laughs> keeping on Grime, just quickly, I want to be a, say a big shout out to Loudmouth and uh, the Grime Gran program. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, with Risky from like the Risky Roads days. Oh, yeah. Basically... Risky that used to film everyone on the DVDs. Yeah, yeah. He's got his gran uh, to interview loads of grime artists and rap artists, and they've now been snapped up by E4. So it was a YouTube series, mm. and they had people in the in the living room, like in their in their flat in in East London somewhere. And she was making a cup of tea, you know, proper Cockney gran, effing and blinding, asking questions to people, and then they just sorted out a deal with E4 where they had Asha D from Top Boy, and there's a really funny sketch where they're in the pie and mash shop ordering food, and they've had Krypton Conan on there, so it's going from strength to strength. So big up Loudmouth Melvin, big up the whole quarantine. Um, oh, is that a Loudmouth production? Yeah, he's part of the team, man. He's filming and editing. Like, he's behind the scenes now, man, yeah. Big yeah up I, know, K- I know he works there, yeah. Yeah, big up k Uh big up Skillet. Yeah, I'm just checking Mentalist, out his video, and that looks all right still, man. Pyro. they got Ashley Waters in there. Ken Boss, everyone involved, East London, stand up. East London, we're doing the most. Well, we're not doing the most. Obviously, South London's doing a lot. West London's doing a lot. Big up Fredo, Fredo, Fredo. That Everyone Netflix in and London chill. is doing their thing. That man. Netflix and Chill song, it's got Fredo singing. Everyone in London's doing it. We're just representing. The capital is just on That's fire. That's it. Beer rap and banter. <laughs> beer rap bants. Um, we're going through with the music, man. I don't know what other yeah. music... Oh, it's good that we're talking on music. Uh, no doubt. Oh, hey, talking about Graham, did you see that Baz and Dave new video? Not yet. You know those two old men looking like Heisenberg and... Uh, Tommy Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like two old men, two old geezers, rapping the greasiest bard. Like, they've definitely got a ghostwriter. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're actors, they I think. they do their videos. Yeah. Uh, they, well, it looks that way. And they've got a new one out where they're sort of two old men rolling around on mobility scooters. And it's like, Baz, do it, move. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah, they need yeah. to do something with Grime Gran. The well, Grime Gran and them two, that would, be, that would be jokes. Maybe, yeah. Not that they get her MC and I don't think. Maybe, but maybe it would be a love song. A grime love song. Can you name that many grime love songs? I know you're not. You're not that I big love on grime. you. I, 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 I that was more you. like a, a lust song. Yeah, I love you. Wifey rhythm. Uh, why can't we be together with Rough Squad and Wiley? Mm. Um, oh, there's loads of songs. We need. This is like grime rap. Beer rap and banter. Beer grime banter today. We're go. not even drinking beer. We're drinking coffee. Thanks to Riverside Coffee Lounge live yep. and direct. Yep, yep. Um. New music. I don't know what we've got in our notes. Are oh, you listening to Dave East yet? Um, yeah, I've been banging out Dave East's new album. I'm Dave slowly becoming a, more of a fan. Although the Nas verse on that is pretty sick. Dave East is definitely one of my guys, man. Yeah, and I like um, him. I think I like him more than uh, Smoke Dizzer. 
Yeah, I know you're not really into smoke, this or that. I just like smoking, man. What can I say? No, no, I hear um, you, man. I hear you. Maybe we'll have to agree to disagree. I think smokers don't. don't. Uh, but Dave East's album, Survival, is dope. it's got a bit of a mixtape feel for me. Um, there's like 20 tracks on there and a bag of features. 20 tracks? Mm. That's too many, man. That's good for a mixtape, but for an album nowadays, that's too much. Well, you know, uh, on Who's these got days, that attention? you can do whatever you want. Um, I don't think people's got that long attention. Oh, I well, I listen to the whole album. I love it, man. Damn. Um, you know, but you're uh, good at that, man. You're better than me at like digesting music like that. I think I'm just like skip, skip, skip. Unless I'm going for a run, or like I don't know. You reckon? Mm. I don't uh, know, man. You seem no, to I know, be man. No, you're clued up, man. I think I'm more like no. no. You're very switched on with the music, bro. You're always like you know looking for new artists and finding new music. Um, yeah. Oh. Speaking of like, oh yeah, gone. So you carry on going. You oh. was talking about Davies, my um, bad. So yeah, the, so the, the opening track produced by DJ Premier. So on the last episode, we were talking about Gangstar's new album, um, which is DJ Premier and Guru, rest in peace, uh, that come together to form Gangstar. And yeah. I was kind of critiquing it and saying how I didn't really like all of the production on there, and you know maybe it was one of those ones you could have just left Guru's verses on the hard drive. But DJ Premier has uh, collaborated with uh, Dave East on this They Wanna Kill You track, mm. and this shit knocks, man. Oh, I've not heard that Murders yet. Murders the cuts on the end of the record, and it, it is just an amazing That's track. not the intro, is it? That's the opening song. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Album. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. I only got up to On My Way To School. And That's I a was, great record yeah, as well, really where like he's that. talking about being a youngster in the hood and yeah. the trials and tribulations a young man might face when he's on, he's just trying to get to school. No, just being real. And I'm not, not comparing our walking to school to like Davies, obviously, in New, in New York, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, walking to school, no, sometimes it was all right. It wasn't like that bad, but sometimes it was a bit touch and go. I think... Uh, depends what, what I, I once I had this Mighty Ducks jacket mm. and I was like... The Mighty Ducks, that was a huge movie. Yeah, but do you remember, I, I don't know if you remember, I had like the NHL... Pullover jacket starter, yeah. Starter jacket. And it was it was mad though because Mighty Ducks. I don't know. I maybe should have gone for something else, but mm. I was thinking, walking through Beaumont and school, I was like, Beaumont. Please don't get Jack. Please don't get Jack. Please don't go. Yo, where'd you get that go from? Come <laughs> it was sticky because I walked from like you live closer, but mm. walking to school sometimes was a bit of a myth. I mean, I was gonna say Touch cultural words. difference, like. Because if we're talking about in America, in Harlem, where Dave East from. Yeah, ours weren't that bad. Like in America, they can, like the, is it catchment area, is that the right word? They can have a, a, a wide catchment area. Yeah, there's more schools, obviously, it's and, bigger. And uh, they generally have to get a bus into school, don't they? Uh, a lot of the students. No, I, don't they, I think you can walk. I mean, you've got to see New York as five Londons, really. Yeah. Like the size of it. That's the way I see it. But culturally, a lot of them get oh. on the school bus, don't they, and take the bus into school. It, mm. it would take them a while to walk into school. I think you get the train. I don't know what it's like nowadays. Maybe maybe primary school, like the yellow bus that we see on TV. Yeah. But I don't know for secondary, but what they must be experiencing going to school and other countries as well, obviously, mm. must be a myth. And even in London, uh, which I'm going to talk about on the next Before we move on, second, I'll just quickly say I lived literally a five-minute walk away from my school. So it wasn't too bad at all. I literally just was walking through a residential area. It was easy to bunk. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that as well. It's the cut through the forest. Um, <laughs> talking of walking to school and the whole concept of like growing up in different areas. I know Rapman has just dropped uh, the soundtrack for Blue Story and the film's dropping soon. So, you know, Rapman who did Shiloh Story? I'm not too familiar with Rapman, but I've seen this poster all around London. Yeah, so basically, um, this rapper from South dropped these stories, Shiloh stories, which is really good story rapper, this this drug deal and his guys coming up and mm. the, the issues with like gangs and drugs or whatever. Yeah, man. And it, he's, he's been signed from rock, to Rock Nation off the strength of his hard work over the years. Go on. So big up Rapman. And then he's put together a film called Blue Story and it's like SE13 versus SE15. So what's that? Peckham versus somewhere next to Peckham. Yeah, I don't even know. Like but New Cross maybe. Probably, yeah. Uh, and it's just like, it's got character, it's got actors from Top Boy as well. Uh, and so that's dropping soon. But the music has got like, the album's got gigs on there. Uh, Dark was the case. That's like the first single from it. Check it out. It's okay. Scraps, Tiny Boost, Crepton Conan, Digger D. It's even um, Georgia Smith. Everyone's... Uh, I know how much you like Georgia. Yeah, she's all right. What do you mean she's all right? He <laughs> loves you some Georgia Smith. It's got, bruv, it's got Buju Banton on the album. Oh, bro. they brought back Buju, yeah? Buju. Jeez. So, yeah. Um, so, definitely check that out. But that's 
just wanted to make that link because we're talking about music, but also like the perils of growing up in certain areas and walking to and from different mm. schools and stuff. But uh, no, our school walks was, was was a pleasant experience. Um, I did have something else I was going to touch on, but I've gone completely blank on the music side. Oh, that was it. Um, bruv, do you know what I've been listening to? And even on the drive to see you today, yeah? Go on. Go on, my you. I've been on. listening to... Uh, oh, big up quickly. Jay Huss has just dropped Must Be, which I think dropped straight to number five in the charts. He likes his Fanta with no highs. So I think it was like, if it looks like a pagan, looks like a pagan, must be a pagan or something like that. Something. Okay. Um, and Doja Cat dropped a new thing. And I think she's Leng. She is. She's Leng. And she can rap her ass off as well. She can actually spit. She's talented, man. She's talented. She Not just a pretty face. Well. She yeah, makes, yeah. She's, she's amazingly man. talented. So big up Doja Cat. Um, I've been listening to a lot of music from the 50s and 60s because I've been playing this. I don't know if you've watched this, End of the Effing World. It's a program What's on Channel about? 4. Uh, it's called End of the Effing World and it's basically these two awkward teenagers. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, get see behind the scenes. Brilliant, brilliant program. Two, se- two, se- two season series. Uh, these two awkward kids go on, teenagers go on the run and it's like a love story and there's like murder involved and it's, it's, it's a UK production but it's filmed like it's got like an American twist, like there's a di- like diners in there, what they wear, the, c- the cars, and the music, a lot of the music is from the 50s and 60s, and proper like soul and cro- like crooners, and um, really good, like really, d- if you want to get into your old school bag, just put on that, just Spotify that or search it, End of the Effing World, mm. and the music is... That sounds like a good recommendation. Really right? good, and really good programme as well, if people haven't watched it, and you can catch it all on, on Channel 4, both seasons, really well written, uh, awkwardly funny, some dark scenes as well. So if you like your dark stuff. Um, so I've been getting into that. And then I've been getting into my like proper R&B slow jams when I've been driving. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's having a good old sing song. Like Even today I was singing along to Jodeci, H-Town, um, everything mm. from my era. Throwback. Yeah, I do like slow jams. Yeah, I think everyone likes a slow jam, don't they? There's always a time and a place for a nice. <laughs> it, there's usually just one time and one place music. to rock a slow jam, but Greece. driving on driving on a North Circular on your own is not the time, but <laughs> I don't care. Um, well, I think first thing in the morning, it's a good way to ease yourself into the day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, nice and slow with a nice, lovely slow jam. That's Are those it. some of your favourite artists there, the ones you mentioned? Who? Jodeci is. Jodeci. Uh, H-Town, one or two, yeah, but Jodeci, hands down. Jodeci is one of my favourites of all time. And like, I even I think I even wanted one of their songs at the wedding, but um, like Forever My Lady, Cry For You. Mm. Uh, yeah, this Diary of a Mad Band is it's a classic. But all Jodeci, anything like that, them times. Young, young, young Ings trying to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that young nut. They are definitely... Um... Slow jam tapes. They are definitely great artists. One thing that was making me think uh, about from that era, the Jody, the Casey and Jodo Jodeci era, yeah, was uh, I was watching Netflix and catching Arsenio Hall, who's mm. got a new wow. Uh, he, he's got a new bit of stand up on Netflix, and this guy, I, I know he tried to come back with a TV show a few years ago, yeah, the Arsenio Hall show, but really. He's like a, a throwback kind of character. Like he was doing a lot. Of, he was sort of acting in Eddie Murphy movies and stuff like that. And he had his TV show back in the day. Back in the day, and uh, he had like you know uh, a little bit of comedy that he was doing. But he's come back, and I just didn't see that coming. And it's it's pretty funny as well. I have to watch it. Arsenio mm. was like the one back in the day, along with like Def Comedy Jam and just exposure to sort of that stuff on on the state side so that's interesting man that might be something to look out for still yeah um you've been watching anything uh interesting re- recently uh so i've been watching end of the effing world mm-hmm. um which i just said and i've been watching some police documentary thing on channel one i think on a thursday that just looks at different stories crime stories in london and it had like the Sol- um somali police officer and he grabbed up some somali man and like mm. proper like put him in a headlock and wrapped his legs around him and was like don't move don't move like, i think he forced it a bit uh, it's interesting seeing how the police move around and it has uh, gangs uh, young people that are being groomed had uh, murders um, uh, camera evidence from all over London like it's pretty deep man it's a pretty interesting thing um, yeah I've wa- did you watch uh, well what have you been watching 
Um, just getting time to watch TV. Did you watch the boxing? <laughs> getting the time. Did it? you watch the KSI versus? Yeah, I did watch the boxing. So it, it looks shocking, man. That event that was <laughs> billed as the biggest event in internet history. It ma- it got a lot of streams. There right? was so much hype. Wow. And your opinion of the of the fight? Um, not of the hype. The hype was you can't top the hype. Well, I mean. This is their this is the rematch. They they had a first fight, didn't they? Did, did I I haven't seen the, I didn't see the original. To be honest, I, I'm not like so into celebrities and stuff like that. So I didn't really care about Logan Paul versus KSI the first time around. Um but you know, obviously these guys are like two of the biggest YouTubers in the world. Them coming together, this event was huge. It was on Sky Sports. They proper they trained for actual, it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah trainers. They had actual world Shannon. champions fighting on the undercard. Well, they had the Billy Joe Saunders fight, which are on watched. the undercard. Yeah. Well, he was trying to break America. He fought some Argentinian who hadn't f- hadn't fought outside of his country and was undefeated. And Billy Joe Saunders is a great fighter. Once he gets a bit sharper and he gets his head set, I mean, he seems focused now. I watched a bit of it. It didn't look like that great fight to no, me. No, because he wasn't that sharp. And I think he, d- he he dropped his standards. Not dropped his standards, but he wasn't a sharp because he wasn't fighting a world-class opponent. He dropped him in the 11th, I believe. Um, but still, to be on the undercard... For two YouTubers who pro- who proper did training, they looked proper like proper Blanche. big, didn't they? They had Shannon Briggs and Mayweather Senior, I think, training up. I mean, I watched the first two, three rounds, and I just thought this is shocking. They're just swinging. There's no well, like talking about getting dropped. Uh, Logan Paul, who was being trained by um, Cannon Briggs, as you're saying, Shannon the Cannon, um, he dropped KSI. Oh, did uh, he? Quite early on. Wow. But the the ref kind of like took a point away because it was one of those ones where he dropped him, and then when Case High was on his knees. Logan Paul followed up with another blow, and you can't hit a man when he's down. So, ah. kind of showing a bit of a lack of experience there, because it was for both of them. It was their first professional fight, so as you can imagine, it was a bit scrappy. The technique wasn't quite there, but like you say, both of them were in great condition. Logan Paul looks like a real athlete, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's good, but like, I, I'm happy that they did it, and I don't mind. I don't think it makes a mockery of boxing because. It's drawing attention to the sport. They trained up properly. If they just went in there with like big beer bellies and they were like talking trash and they weren't pr- properly trained and prepared, then you can say, oh, this is a farce. But they at least tried and they generated a lot of money. Hopefully they can use that money for good or charity or as some charity. But I mean, if you're going to watch boxing, you're going to watch boxing and, and real people know the boxers. So for this, I, d- I don't see it as a, as a major issue. Is that one opinion you've heard now that um, it was making a mockery of boxing? In the past, I think people have said it. Mm. Uh, recently, no, I haven't really heard too much attention. I, to I just think it's amazing that these guys can have a boxing match that's bigger than a world title fight, like the bigger than a, a Billy Joe Saunders fight. Yeah, like. Billy Joe Saunders ain't really like no, but he's he's known, he's well known. He's known in the box. He's, he's not well. About. I say he's bo- he's known within the boxing circles. Those who know, but for the common man, not a household name. He's not a household name. Canelo Alvarez fought Kov- Kovalev. Is it? Korolev. Korolev. Korolev, beg your pardon. And dropped him in the 11th as he was like tiring. Mm. But even he's like, unless he's fighting Manny or Mayweather or um, who's got a bigger name? Well, well Anthony Joshua's got a bigger name than... Billy um, Joe Saunders said he wants to fight uh, Canelo as well. Oh, no, bruv, he would get brushed. It'd be a good fight. Uh, but overall... Yeah, Alvarez will 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 drop Billy Joe. Yeah, man. I'd like to see. I'd like to. See, I think. It'll, I think it will do Billy Joe Saunders good because he could come out. He won't come out like totally embarrassed because I think he's got that. You know, mm. he can be sharp and he's a good mm-hmm. um, counter actor and he throws some good combos. But Canelo's this what he's got to be. He's in the top three selected. Definitely one of the best boxers. One of the best pound for pound boxers. There's been planet, beef man. with him and Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, Golden Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been part, parted ways, I think, or they've been beefing online and. Any talking. idea why? Just not seeing eye to eye, I think, and just airing their dirty laundry out in public. And future Hall of Famer, another Hall of Famer, mm. business not good. So watch this space. Is a yeah, it's good, man. So yeah. Um, my my final thought on that fight is I don't really care about celebrity boxing matches and that, but. To be honest with you, with these two, I think they did a they did a good job. They did a really good job of putting on yeah, was it six a professional rounds? boxing match. And to be honest with you, yeah, six rounds. I think 
if they wanted to, they could probably have careers as boxers. KSI was very aggressive. Oh, he come up with some very aggressive swinging. His t- his technique was sloppy, but if he wanted to go and train, he could do something. Logan Paul seemed like a bit more of a, of an accomplished boxer to me. I think, and um, I think if he really wanted a career in boxing, he could do that. But then. They're not really about that, are they? They're about just sort of messing around on YouTube and getting this money. You know what I mean? Get that money. So yeah, more power to them anyway. I think it's great that they showed the world that they could do that. And who knows what they'll do next? Maybe uh, they'll try their hand at UFC next and do something like that for YouTube. Yeah, are you more of a UFC or boxing fan? Traditionally, you know, I've grown up watching boxing on ITV and stuff like that. Frank Bruno, Mike Tyson, you know, uh, Nigel Ben. Jeez. Lennox Lewis. Jeez. You know, Legends. For me, UFC is something that's come across later in life. And it's not something that I've had as much exposure to. Mm. So I, I was quite into K1, which was another form of mixed martial arts. Um, but yeah, I'm a casual MMA fan. Uh, a bit more into boxing than I am. Yeah. But I'm still a casual boxing fan anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I can appreciate anything that's good, man. I oh, appreciate and, it. And yeah, UFC is dope. It is. It's like, brutal. That last Masvidal fight, that was bananas. Oh, man. I didn't. I don't think I saw that. I saw a bit of the uh, Diaz fight, and he was just boxing. That was the fight, Masvidal v. Diaz. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah see Diaz. what I mean. I don't even know, but <laughs> it's it's brutal. It's a bit too brutal, for, brutal for me. I like boxing, but yeah, big up all the MMA fans. Um, keeping it moving, keeping it moving. Uh, I know you're a te- tech fan. You know, you know. You how, how we doing for time? For time, we've been going for a good long time. Forty-two. 46. So, um, yeah, we've been going for a good long time, but you know, I we end can get a couple yeah, more topics yeah, in. Yeah, let's get this in. Um, I know you're a tech guy with your Tech Hop You magazine. know me? Yeah, check out my magazine, Tech Hop UK, on but the Flipboard. The MIT Super Mini Cheetah. I don't know if you saw this sort of... It looks like a little robot dog, but not that fluffy and not that cute. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> a lot of people are saying this is like the new Black Mirror coming to life with these... Uh, these creatures, and I'm a bit scared, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm a bit worried. What are they going to be using this shit for? And why have they got these... You can't call them creatures, but they're like these mini robots, mini cheaters. And basically, I think I wrote in the notes that they can they can walk over any terrain. They can correct itself if it falls down. They can walk over uneven surfaces twice as fast as any human. And they're uh, destructive. Like, they can't, you know... I don't think they could be destroyed. Oh, come on, man. Where are you <laughs> getting all of this shit from? Like, What's the Terminator theme song? We need the... <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Get down. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, oh, like, obviously, you gave me a quick bushes that video earlier. Yeah. Brother, I was watching the news this morning and BBC and they have some tech segment. Yeah. And I thought of you, pause, this morning. Pause. And uh, they had these robots. <laughs> and they I were hope doing... it wasn't first thing in the morning. No, definitely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wonder what Kella's doing, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, anyway, I know we're close in the in the work. Yeah, we're not that close. Yeah, um, <laughs> just outside your door, in it, like <laughs> let me in, let me in. But oh, they had these man. robots, and these robots were playing with a with a football when they were doing mad flips. And I was yeah. just thinking, this is like the the Black Mirror episode with um with the security dog that chases down the woman, and it's scary, man. Man, I mean, Black Mirror. Like, I love Black Mirror. Um, it's a reflection. You know what? Yeah, art generally is a reflection of society, isn't it? It's like a you hold a mirror up to society um, when you're creating your art, and Black Mirror is definitely that. But it's just with a little extra spice put onto it. So bit of seasoning with this thing seasoning. that you're talking about, it's kind of it reminds you of that Black Mirror episode, doesn't it? With the crazy little robot dogs that are that seemingly so high powered and advanced, you know. They're a threat to humanity's existence. Yeah. But I don't know if MRT is doing that. I don't think it's that much of a hype. It just looks like they made some little robot that's kind of like small and it's kind of like a little animal, kind of like a little dog. Come Similar to, to what you saw in the Black uh, Mirror episode. Listen, listen, be as, you know, I don't know, man. I'm it's not scared. bloody indestructible, man. Relax yourself. If you took a sledgehammer to that thing, you would break that into a Bro, million if you, different if you, if you don't jump up and like put something in your neck. It ain't going to put that on you, man. It ain't got no special powers. It ain't got any laser beams. Bro, if you don't know these things, they're coming nothing. for you. Terminator's coming for you. <laughs> and they're just, and listen, I don't know. Because there was that other robot that had like the, the arms and the legs and it would jump up and 
Listen, I don't know. When it comes to war... Oh, Feodor, the Russian um Feodor. Robot. Yeah. They gave it a name. There's a Russian robot called Feodor. Do you remember Ghostface Feodor unit? Yeah. Oh, that was sick. They, they made one album. Yeah. 501 or something like that. They had... Um, that album was sick. They had one record. They had one, one dope record on... Um, some Wu-Tang compilation, Theodore mm. Unit. I was always fascinated with that because Ghostface is just like, he's just got his goons in a, in a group, but Theodore, uh, the, uh, the killer machine. They a bit of um, Killer Cam's crew, uh, Dipset. That's yeah. what I always thought Theodore Unit was like. Yeah, but more uh, ghetto. Dipset were better. Well, Theodore Dipset, Unit Dipset didn't, didn't really take push off on, like yeah. Dipset. Dipset are one of my favourite groups of all time. Yeah, I mean, they, they That That Diplomatic on. Immunity album was like one of the soundtracks of uni. Showing my age. There you go. I even bought it on uh, vinyl the other day, other week. There you go. Mm. You can't tell me you're not a hipster, bro. Why? You stay drinking your mocha trucker bloody latte. I bought a latte. About, yeah, and I bought it on vinyl. Yeah, that did sound <laughs> mad hipsterish. And I'm and I'm wearing like I'm wearing like a brown checkered hips. <laughs> the Gee. checkered shirt. Oh my god! What have, what have Where's I your glasses? I do at home, innit? I got my con. <laughs> Shut up, man. And I ride a bike and drink fancy pale ale. I've become everything I hated. <laughs> I've become the true middle class. How did I become what I I've become who I truly am. <laughs> Some people come out the closet, innit? I come out of like the hipster coffee shop. There you go. I'm not a hipster, man. I'm too cool to be a hipster. Hipsters are cool, though, aren't they? Mm. That's the whole point. They're too cool for school. Nah, but like. No, Sorry, but they take your two. Oh, shut up, man! <laughs> I wonder, like, I wonder if I'm a bit of a hipster as well no, because I'm always talking that. Oh, I was uh, watching this TV show. You probably haven't heard of it, so that's why I'm trying to. I'm trying to <laughs> put you're you not, to it. You're probably not cool enough to know to comprehend <laughs> anything I could be talking about. In fact, I'm just going to turn my back to you and not talk to you and be on my Apple Mac and sip my. Your, what were you drinking? Your coffee had Mac cream on yeah, it. Yeah, I had a latte. See what I'm saying? I'm a hipster, B. I had a latte with the uh, alternative milk because I don't oh, do dairy. Oh, my alternative milk. Yeah, I don't do dairy. Hipster, yeah. So when, I, yeah, when I'm ordering something, I don't just say I want a latte. I'm like, uh, have you got any almond milk uh, for my latte? And can I have a hazelnut shot, please? Yeah. Anyway, big up the hipsters. Shout out the hipsters, bro. Fuck with us, man. Beer rap and we mess with everyone. White, black, purple, straight. We do. Gay, we're, we're very accommodating. Tall, small, male, female. I do want to say shout out to everyone that's listening. Mm. Uh, we should have said it at the beginning of the episode. So if you've oh. managed to. Stay with us this long. We've got a lot of people listen to us on their drive, on their walk, on their cycle, whatever. We, we appreciate you. We love you all, man. Big up. Do you think people listen to us during sex? No. Maybe the voices turn them on? No, man. No? I don't know. I don't think so. No? You can't imagine a lady right now thinking, oh, Cal's voice is just, oh, no. turns me on. No one's ever said that to me. No one's ever said Cal's voice turns them on? No. You just obviously haven't been asking. Maybe you're not asking the right people. You need to start asking questions. I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to do that Instagram. Ask me a question. Ask right, us a question. Man, I dare you to do that. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you don't like the answer, innit? You're going to get bare hipster chicks who like hairy bushes and oh, hairy armpits. Oh, mate. Like <laughs> vegans. Vegans. What um, are you trying to say? All vegans got hairy bushes. I don't know. I'm a married man. There's only one bush, and it ain't Shepherd's bush. There you go. We're waffling a bit. I'm gonna yeah. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep the energy. I think we're done with topics and everything. I don't know what else we want to cover. Um. Oh, I just wanted to say because it's coming up to the end of the year. Yeah. Let's end on a. Should let's end on a. Let's let's do like Kano did and end on a high. Let's end. That's a strong ending. Yeah. Okay. Pause. Is that pause worthy? No. No. All right. Strong ending as it's coming towards the end of 2019. Right. Self reflection and our listeners as well. Just just reflect on on the year you've had. I hope you've had a good year. Cal, we've had a good year. Yeah. What are we grateful for as the year ends? Like what? Like I'm grateful for you. We give we give Wait each other our flowers. Is this the last recording of the year? No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Okay, but I just wanted I, to get it I, in. I know you're busy in December. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought we was gonna have another one. No, we are. We are. We are. But I just wanted to just. I was just looking through my calendar. Yeah. From January the first, two thousand nineteen, and I was on my iPhone and I was just flicking through when I had things in my day and I'm thinking, oh, I did that on this day. Oh, I did on this. So I was just self-reflecting. And I think it's important that we take a, a stop or pause in our life and just self-reflect and just think, rah, I've had a really good year or I've had a shit year. Mm. However, I'm going to end strong in 2019. See what I did there? I see that. So even though this isn't the last episode of 2019, and we're going to get some of that 2020. 
I'm not saying the N-word. Okay. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> um, you're going to have the next month to, to end strong. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to be positive and put a positive spin on it. Okay. So if you had a, yeah. like, we, we don't have to reflect now. We can do like an end of year wrap up and reflection stuff. Because I'll be back for the... It sounds like you've done your reflection. So go on. I always give us, reflect. Give, I us always one reflect. Of your, give us one of your well, I always reflect, rude boy. Give, uh, us, give us one of your reflections, man. It sounds like you've got one. Of what? Of what I've done? Yeah. Reflecting on your 2019. Uh, I'm really positive. I'm really happy for the fact that we've been consistent putting out this work. That, that work. And every Saturday or Sunday, we've dropped Beer Rap and Banner or Play On Podcast. I want to spud you for that because without, without you and without us... And without people that listen to us, we wouldn't be doing it. It's a team, man. Come on, man. Strong yeah. from Ross and Graham Norton, B. Oh, that's a par. <laughs> Maybe we could be Ghostface and... Uh, who was the other rapper in Theodore Unit? Not Raekwon. Not Capadonna. Oh, it's going to bug me. Was Supreme in Theodore Unit? Supreme. No, they had Supreme Dream Team. Supreme Cream Team. Oh, I'm going to Google that shit. Anyway. Oh, damn, I should know. That's a proper nerdy hip-hop question. The guy that know. was on Donnie's roof. After um, the funeral, thinking the killer followed me. Theodore <laughs> unit. Anyway, I want to reflect on that. And also I want to reflect that I've had a good year because like, I'm just trying to stack money and like save up and not, mm. not spend money on shit that I don't need. Um, so that's what I'm... Oh, here we go. Ghostface Killer, Trife the God, Sean Wing, Sean Wiggs, Sun God, Capadonna, past members... Oh, no, they don't count. I didn't know Capadonna was in theater, you? Capadonna, second caterer, the nun. Don, Don, he was one of my favorite rappers, man. So I'm going to be Capadonna. Well, can I be Ghost? Go for it. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be the best rapper in Wu-Tang. He's not the best rapper in Wu-Tang. He's the best rapper in Wu-Tang. He's one of the best. He's, the best. He's arguably the best rapper. He's dropped the best album of a, su of a solo member. Let's end on this debate strong. I never used to think he was the best rapper. Has he made the most money? That, uh, no, 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 because that's, well... Method Man probably made more peas. But that's different, though. That's acting, and, and money shouldn't equate to success. No, it's just one part of how you, you judge let's put, it. All right, it? let's put, let's put um, first album, Iron Man against yeah. Takao. What's better? Iron I, Man. I, I'm not saying Method Man is, is a better rapper than Ghostface. Cause Only Built for Cuban Links is... All right, Only Built for Cuban Links or Supreme Clientele or Liquid Swords is them three for me. And I'd put maybe put Supreme Clientele slightly over only built for Cuban Links. I mean, Cuban Links, man, for me, We've ended that strong. might be the best Wu album. It has it has got Ice Cream, which is, as we know, my favourite record. I do love Supreme Clientele as well, which is another strong Wu album. And there's two versions of Supreme Clientele as well. There's like some Japanese version and a, and a US... UK. There's, a, there's two versions. Mm. Uh, of which I both have both of them on vinyl. <laughs> I don't. You are so hipster. I'm such a prick, you know, sometimes. Oh, see, I'm not saying hipsters are pricks, because I no, like but I, I say some prick I things. I fuck with like hipsters. I think I have hipster tendencies myself. Um, Yeah, all right. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. We're reflecting on the on the hipster year. Um, did you want to say anything? Because I'm, I think I'm, I'm about done. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking yourself into ending it. Yeah, man. Um, ending it all. I don't know. I, I I'm gonna give you a quick reflection. Let's I know go. we can probably do a lot more reflection. on I think we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a reflective. Um, but it's important for our listeners and people to reflect, man. That's what I'm it? trying to say. Okay. Um, I'm gonna reflect upon this 2019 and say that I think. I've, I'm very happy with uh, doing our live on location recordings. That's one thing that I'm happy because we did we weren't doing that last year. That's a 2019 thing, and um, it, we're now in a position where we can take our show on the road. We can go and we can go and record anywhere, bro. Make sure you check out the YouTube videos. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited about what the potential might be for 2020, and obviously 2020. continuing uh, to have a strong 2019 with this live podcasting thing we got going on right now boom that's why it's important to reflect uh let us know your reflections let us know how you're feeling let us know if you think cal's got the sexiest voice in podcasting let us know which is the best wu-tang album let us know about if you think ben is a hipster let me know if you think i'm a hipster at beer at buy me a buy me a, an expensive ipa and let me know uh <laughs> but he probably wouldn't drink it because you no know, i drink ipa i don't like lager Okay. But that's another thing. So you wouldn't drink a lager, you just drink an IPA. I'm such a hipster. <laughs> <man>. <laughs>
<laughs> Fuck me. Right. At Beer Rap Bands. Too good for a can of Fosters, aren't you? Beer Rap and Banner at gmail.com. Myself, English. Myself, Cal. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Tell one person, tell two people, tell subscribe, who you like. Subscribe, subscribe. Take care. We out. You're supposed to say peace. Peace. <laughs> the hipsters say peace. Goodbye. Yeah, hipsters, they, they put the two fingers off as well. Peace. And we've got the cameras inside. All right. Uh, yeah, good night. God bless. on always on always on are you what does that mean when you say you're always on that that sounds like there's some sexual connotation in i'm there. always focused <laughs> always on not at my age man you're not always on at my age it's like <laughs> you might be <laughs> well maybe you're always on point i don't know i'm man. always on point i thought you meant like always like always your ultra li- <laughs> your, <laughs> your libido goes down as you get older and as you get married anyway enough about my personal sex life is beer wrap and banner